0: Hey guys, this is Britton from Emerald Pacific, and coming at you today to talk a little bit about my internship that I participated in back in early 2016. It's something that I've never really talked about on like a podcast or put together on a blog post, but it's something that I felt like was valuable for a lot of people. I know that not many people have experience working in Silicon Valley or working just like in the Bay Area in general. And there's a lot of things that I learned when I was down there that could be really valuable for people moving forward, whether they're starting a new career, whether they're looking to work towards Silicon Valley, simply because Silicon Valley is kind of awesome. So if we consider Silicon Valley, it is pretty much the hotbed for technological innovation. And it is a designer's dream to one day be able to work for a large tech company in Silicon Valley. And I say this being a graphic designer. I know definitely this was my dream to eventually work in Silicon Valley for some kind of tech company and hopefully land a position as a designer or a marketer or whatever. So there are some designers that land a position when they get out of college. Sometimes people have to work their whole life to get into that opportunity, fortunately in the longevity of my young career back in January of last year I was able to go down the Silicon Valley and I was offered an opportunity to work with one of the largest brands in the world I'll say largest brands in the world simply because that's what's gonna be like in the blog post eventually when I put that up it's it was basically for Apple I'm sure all of you have heard of Apple and you know I would be a little Surprised and skeptical if you haven't heard of Apple and the iPhone and all that good stuff. Anyways, I got to work with them as a graphic and web designer for about five months. And it was an incredible experience. There were so many different things that I learned when I was down there. It is so hard to put together like a post and narrow down just a couple things to talk about. Because there's a lot that can be talked about. Especially with working in a big company and learning about how the day-to-day business was run. So to make it easy, I've narrowed it down to the top three things that I learned while I was working in Silicon Valley. And the first thing that I learned very quickly was how to network and collaborate. And knowing that any kind of networking and collaboration opportunity is essential for making it down to the valley. So no matter how great of a designer you are or how amazing a work experience you might have coming in to a job there's a lot that can be affected in your day-to-day duties, and a lot of it has to do with collaborating with people. So specifically for designers, it's important to work with people that are other designers, anyone from marketing. At some point, you have to deal with human resources, depending on projects you're working on. You're definitely interacting with legal and any kind of copy that you write and making sure it's you know legally able to be said. <laughs> There's a lot of legal things that um, can't be said, and you know there'll be jokes and stuff, whatever. But there's all kinds of different parts of the organization that you're going to have to work with. And at some point, you're going to have to learn how to communicate with them and collaborate with them. And I can guarantee that at some point, you'll probably run into trouble with working with these individuals because they have their own agenda, they have their own thing going on, and they want to make sure they can get their projects done. So sometimes whatever you're working on may interfere or conflict with what other people are working on, and there can be a little bit of trouble figuring some kind of common ground and how to work with one another. And sometimes these kind of individuals may have absolutely nothing to do with your team, yet have everything to do with being able to deliver your message or distribute your message, or anything in regards to your project or whatever you're working on. So it's going to be very important to build relationships with key individuals, ideally, from different silos or different parts of the organization, so you can understand their perspectives, their different problems that they're working on, and the level of of expertise that they bring to the table. So it's going to be a lot better, and you're going to have a much better time working in a bigger company, if you have the ability of working cross-functionally and being able to talk with other teams to figure out what their problems are, what kind of projects that they're working on, and seeing if there's any networking or collaboration opportunities to provide some of your knowledge and expertise to help them out. And hopefully they'll return that in the future and be able to work with you and help you out on some projects you have going on. The second thing that's important as far as working with any company, especially when I was out in Silicon Valley, was making sure that you fit in with the company before you try to stick out. So this is very interesting to say. However, hear me out on this. So the first impressions are always critical for establishing any kind of collaboration or building any kind of rapport with your team. Whatever your team sees first is what or how they're going to interpret you moving forward. So it's going to be counterintuitive to come into a new role and acting like you know everything and know everything about the team and you know everything about your work. You know, you might see yourself as like an industry expert, so everyone should follow what you have to say. I can guarantee if you come in with that kind of attitude, you're not going to be seen favorably. (laughs) So most of the time, you're not going to know any of the processes or how business is conducted within that team. It could be a completely different system that you're familiar with. So trying to come in and acting like you know it all is going to be counterintuitive. And frankly, it's going to make a lot of people irritated with you. So it's going to be important to figure out where you sit in your team. And that's going to mean fitting in for a little bit and figuring out what different people have to offer, what different people's level of expertise are, and just build rapport with your team before you jump in and try to make any changes to the way business is conducted. It's going to be essential to learn a little bit more about your coworkers and about your team. Maybe they have different communication styles or communication tendencies that you should probably pick up on before you just interject with whatever you know thing that you want to divulge or spit into a conversation so it's going to be critical to figure out how are you going to fit in with the overall team and how is that going to determine your cultural fit to the company that sometimes it's being able to fit in and get a better understanding of the culture of the company before interjecting with any kind of ideas or ideologies that you may have so a lot of times, those first couple of weeks when you're fitting in with a team and you're getting to know them, they're going to be analyzing you and making sure that you're a proper fit for their culture. Silicon Valley is notorious for culture. People are always looking for culture fits or any kind of cultural inconsistencies. One thing I can say about Silicon Valley companies is if you're not a fit for their culture, you are going to get canned no matter how... Much of an expert you may be, or how much knowledge you may have, or how much experience you may have. If you're not a fit for their culture, they're not going to consider you. So you need to keep a pretty keen idea about how Silicon Valley companies are very... I'm trying to think of the right word for this. They're like very testy when they feel like their culture is beaten, threatened. So you need to make sure that you fit in with the culture instead of posing a potential threat that may undermine what they've already established. So the third and final thing I'll talk about in this podcast is you need to be able to conflict with people That sounds weird. So, essentially, you want to be open to, like, new ideas. And a lot of those ideas can be quite conflicting. So, if we picture an ideal world where we have our team, we have our projects, ideally, we want everyone to mesh perfectly together. Everyone's work style, you know, is the same. Everyone tends to have the same philosophy and ideas. So, what it comes down to... We live in the real world. That is not how it's going to work. Unfortunately, we live in a world where people love to have conflicts with each other. And there are going to be conflicts because people have different styles, people have different ideas, and you just have to deal with it. So at some point in your career, if you haven't already experienced this, you are going to end up on a team where you don't perfectly mesh with one another. And you're going to have conflicts. You're going to be conflicting with people with different expertise, with different levels of education, and you're just going to have to deal with it. So you can either conflict with these people, or you can be productive and actually actively listen to these individuals and see what they have to say. There's a lot of very knowledgeable ideas out there, and there's a lot of really smart people in Silicon Valley that if you just shut up, and listen for a little bit, maybe you can actually learn something from these people. And it's okay to have conflicts. That's the point of having a company and having all these people come together, is being able to actively listen and engage with individuals that have conflicting ideas and being able to understand the perspective that they're coming from so you can talk a little bit more and kind of expand on those different ideas and come to a great end product. And I look at it as people that are not conflicting with one another are not coming up with the best ideas, and they're not going to be able to come up with a great end product. I know specifically with the team that I worked with down in California, they referred to this process as rock tumbling, where we would go into a meeting. We all had different ideas and different agendas. And we would just spit out ideas and we would work together and get a good understanding of what all of our different perspectives are. Some people call this working cross functionally. You can call that, you know, cross functional development if you really wanted to. But at the end of the day we made sure that we understood everyone's ideas, everyone's perspective, and we're coming up with an agreement across everyone to make sure that we're creating the best end product and we're thinking of all the different perspectives and to kind of dive in a little bit about perspective, I cannot stress enough how important it is to not conflict with people of different education. So what I mean by this is if you have like a marketing expert or maybe you have like a finance expert and they're going over the numbers or going over the strategy if you don't have any foothold or placing in those industries, if you're something completely different, please don't fight with those people about those different ideas. Because there's a reason why they went to school for four, six, maybe even eight years for finance or marketing or whatever else that they're doing. And the same goes for design and any kind of communication major. That Make sure you're coming from the perspective of your individual knowledge or expertise level. Don't put people into a position where you're trying to put words in their mouth, trying to tell them, you know, this is how the finances are going to work. This is how, you know, the strategy needs to be implemented. Let those people solve those problems. Offer your own insight into where you feel like something can either fall apart or something can be improved. It needs to be within your own discipline. So when you learn that this is really kind of the ideal way that things are gonna get developed, that's more about the intersection of ideas, more so than the confliction of different agendas. So the moment that you identify that there are certain individuals that are experts in their own field, and maybe they have quite a lot of experience or a lot of education, I would challenge you to strike up a conversation with them to get a good idea of their expertise and what they know or their experience or what they've done and try to cross collaborate on maybe your experiences and how you can relate to um, that person even though it's different disciplines that that's the most effective way that you can build a team that's the most effective way to engage in a conversation and maybe you might learn a little bit and grow as a professional, getting these different insights and all these different perspectives from people in different fields. So that was basically the three major things that I learned when I was in Silicon Valley. And there's a whole lot more that is involved. I'm not going to you know, dive into that any deeper. However, if you are curious, definitely send me an email at, at Design.com. Or send me a tweet, you know, send me a comment, whatever, ask in a little bit. And I would love to have a conversation. I could talk about this forever. And I would want to learn a little bit more about you and your experience, whether it's in Silicon Valley or with um, companies in your discipline in general as well. And even for people that have worked in Silicon Valley, maybe you want to give a little bit of insight or a little bit of maybe tips and tricks to people that are reading this blog. Definitely, um, submit them, whether it's a comment on this podcast, whether it's a comment on the blog post that's eventually going to be on impactdesign.com. Let me know. We're all a community here. We all can learn from one another. Hopefully we can, you know, cross collaborate and cross functionally work together on some cool, you know, innovative ideas. So other than that, if you have nothing else to share or if you just want to make sure you follow along, I definitely recommend subscribing for the email updates. So if you go to the actual blog post after this is all posted and up and running, we have a little section where you can sign up for email updates. You can ensure that something will get delivered to your inbox, letting you know when you have maybe a new blog post or a new podcast that you can listen to or read along with. Otherwise, I look forward to your guys' ideas and your comments, and I look forward to chatting with all of you again soon.